All hail to you, my most glorious goddess. It is I, Leanthorn, your trusted aide, reporting on the whereabouts of your wayward son, Venix. Oh, that was nice. I'm getting good at this. Venix didn't do much, to be perfectly frank. He tried to run away again, and your servant managed to persuade him to return to his quest. He then spent all of his time trying to catch up to Bronwyn and Myrtle, who have traveled to the great city of Balachul and your temple there in search of answers. They spoke to Mother Winifred, the high priestess of Balachul, with whom you are no doubt familiar. Now we need to see if Venix can keep out of trouble in Balachul. I'm not holding my breath. Who's cutting that striking silhouette? It's Vanix the Mighty. And who's the handsomest devil you've ever met? That's Vanix the Mighty. And who wrote this song for the hell of it? Who's love-making standard and delicate? Who invented the name for the pelican? And it's Vanix the Mighty. Who's tall enough to reach to the highest shelf? Who's rogue every halfling and dwarf and elf? Who's running out of ways to describe himself? That's Vanix the Mighty. State your name and business in the city. I am Venix the Mighty, and I'm looking for a priestess. A priestess, eh? You some kind of pervert? Pervert? No. Why would you say that? Well, usually when people come here for pilgrimage, they're looking for a temple, not a priestess. I'm looking for one particular priestess. She's a friend of mine. Her name's Bronwyn Ellered. It's uh, a little better. Where are you planning on staying while you're here? I don't know. In the temple? You are a pervert. I'm not. Why do you keep on saying I'm a pervert? Well, you're planning on a sleepover in a temple full of women? If I wanted to sleep in a building full of women, I wouldn't need to sneak into a temple. Is that supposed to impress me? If it means you let me into the city, then yes. I am not impressed. What do I need to do to get you to let me in? Prove to me you're not a pervert. Are you saying there are no perverts in Balachul? I'm saying we don't need more. I'm not a pervert. I'm a demigod. And I suppose you can prove that too. Why are you singling me out like this? You look suspicious. I look suspicious? Have you seen the other people in line? They're all suspicious looking. Are you telling me how to do my job? That guy over there is carrying a full-sized trebuchet. That's Derek. He makes custom trebuchets. They're really beautiful. You're not going to let me in, are you? Of course I am. That's great. As soon as you prove your intentions are honorable. All right, look. I've been telling you the truth. I am a demigod, and I am looking for Bronwyn Ellered. She's got this idea in her head that we're on a quest. And if I don't help her... She's likely to get herself killed. So you're not on a quest? I mean, sort of, I guess so. Is it a difficult quest? I don't know. Are you rescuing a fair damsel? No. It's not a very good quest then, is it? There are plenty of good quests that don't include rescuing a damsel. I suppose. Look, it's a perfectly valid quest. We're trying to save Teler from a demon horde. Where's your sense of romance? Hey, can you move it along, man? I've got fish going bad here. Just a second, we're having a very important conversation over here. We're not. Just let me in and we can all get on with our day. Do you think a quest is any good if it doesn't include rescuing a damsel in distress? Well, sure. There's no reason to be so binary about it. The person being rescued doesn't have to identify as female. Well, of course not. I was using that term damsel in a more general sense. That was not obvious from your initial statement. 
damsel is definitely associated with the feminine. My point wasn't that the person being rescued needed to be of a particular gender, just that someone needed to be rescued. My problem is that by using the feminine term, you associate femininity with the need to be rescued, and therefore weakness. Are we still talking about my quest? That certainly wasn't my intent. Words carry meaning, even if you don't intend them to. I don't think we are. If I could just... That's a really good point. Thank you for telling me. I'm gonna sneak on past here. And thank you for being so open to learning. Not everyone is, you know. Why else are we here if not to learn? When you stop learning, you stop living, for sure. Very true, very true. I'd love to talk to you more later. Perhaps over a cup of tea? That sounds lovely. But I do need to work. The gates won't guard themselves, you know. Thank goodness they don't. After all, I have to keep perverts like this guy here from getting in. Which guy? Oh, not again. Greetings, seekers of knowledge. Welcome to my domain. What is it that you seek? Are you Vera? I am the very she herself. With whom have I the blessing of spending this time? Um, I think she just asked you what your name is. Oh, I'm Bronwyn Ellered, and this is Myrtle. Hi. It is my ever-great pleasure to share a part of your journey to knowledge. Uh, yes, same here. Mother Winifred sent us to see you about a portent that we witnessed. We wanted to know if you can help us understand it a little better. And what the heck we're supposed to do to keep it from happening. How blessed you are to have received this rarefied knowledge. And I am blessed to share in your knowledge. But portents can be tricky. They often give unclear messages. This one was about demon hordes overtaking the land, leaving nothing but destruction in their wake. Venix the Mighty and two companions alone stood against them. Wow. Pretty straightforward if you ask me. Have you ever heard of this kind of threat? The gods have placed a mighty burden before you. But have faith. My humble suggestion would be to seek out this Venix the Mighty. No doubt he will know more about how to guide you. Oh, we've already found him. What wisdom did he impart upon you? He, um, left. We haven't seen him in days. He didn't seem too keen on standing against the demon hordes. He wanted to go chat up an elf. Oh, all right. Well... I'm sure he will return when he's completed his business. We want to be ready when he does. How strong is your devotion to the goddess and the quest she has set before you? Let us see if she will guide me as well to find the knowledge you need to fulfill your destiny. I hope the goddess can make it pretty snappy. Rest here, travelers, and refresh your minds while I go on my own small quest in hopes that it will serve your greater one. Thank you. Can you imagine living with her? She is an archivist. It stands to reason that the goddess would have gifted her with a love of words and knowledge, Yikes, now I'm doing it. Maybe it's something in the air here. All these books are going to have an effect on a person. You're probably right. Do you suppose these oranges are for us to eat or just for decoration? Probably decoration. I don't think you're allowed to eat in here. I'm gonna check. Mm, Nope. What are you doing? It's wax. I'm molding it back together the way it was. I don't think that's gonna fool anyone. Ah, but if you put it back at the bottom of the stack, no one will notice. The gods have smiled upon me, and by extension, you too as well. They've led me to this book, which outlines all the ways one can defeat a demon. Just one? Is there an appendix about hordes? Do not forget, my friends, that visions and portents often deceive us even while they help us. 
Though your friend may have seen an army of demons, the vision may have been trying to warn you of one very strong demon. Then why wouldn't it just show us one strong demon? I am a humble archivist. I would not dare to inquire as to the methods and the motivations of the gods. Why do you conjecture that... <clears throat> why do you think that there's only one demon? Please forgive my presumption, for I would fain to characterize you as ignorant of the ways of magical creatures. But it is well documented in our annals that the gods have trapped all demons in an infernal plane. Of course, but they can be brought over if a magical adept of some kind summons them. Ah, very good. But consider this. One powerful wizard summons one demon using the power the gods have granted her. How long would such a spell take? Never done it myself, but I understand it takes a few hours. Again, a correct answer. The gods have blessed you with great knowledge. Let us now extrapolate out. To create an army, or even a horde, our nefarious magician would need to summon thousands, or tens of thousands of demons. Oh, it would take years. Or a lot of wizards working together. Either way, that much magic would be detectable. Maybe we can talk to the etherologist and see if they've gotten anything strange on their instruments. Which brings us back to your original query. And to that, I offer you the use of this book. Demons are powerful in this realm, but the gods have provided of technicality. Demons are particularly vulnerable to magical artifacts. Oftentimes, it is a question of finding the correct magical artifact that has been designated by the gods to counter a particular demon's aggressive tactics. And those are all listed in that huge book? Indeed. This very tome contains a wealth of knowledge on this topic. You could have just said yes. But we don't know which demon we're going to face, and that's a pretty big book. As an acolyte of the Temple of Delora, you have the authority to temporarily remove materials from the archives, provided you leave, in exchange, a token of comparative value. I was following pretty well so far, but that last one lost me. I can borrow the book, but I have to leave something behind in its place. We've got a lot of these orbs. Oh, good idea. Would one of these do? I would be honored to hold in my possession such a unique magical object. That was a yes, right? Yes. Thank you, Audivera. We'll return the book when we're done with it. And careful not to break that orb, all right? I will keep your artifact in a secure location, as I do with all of the valuable items I have within my care. Constable Northern, I've got a prisoner here for you. Excellent. Bring him in. Ow! Careful! Constable Northern just had his office renovated. Those are real Malavadian tiles up there. Sorry. It's a little hard to maneuver with these shackles on. We could just stuff you back in the cell again if you'd prefer. No thanks. I've never been bent in three before and I hope to never be again. Here's his foil, sir. Thank you, Petron. That's all for now. Have a seat. Well, well, well. You've had quite a day, Venix the Mighty. It's Venix the Mighty. Three words. You clearly don't know who I am, or you wouldn't dare lock me up like this. Everyone who stays in my jail tells me I don't know who they are. I will tell you the same thing that I tell them. I don't care who you are. I just care that you're causing trouble in my city. I didn't cause trouble. 
It wasn't my fault. That's another thing everyone who stays in my jail tells me. I don't know about them, but I'm innocent. I just happen to have your list of charges. Let's go through them and you can tell me which ones you didn't do, okay? Sure. First, we've got a complaint from the White Stallion that you were harassing the bouncer. He wouldn't let me in. The way you're dressed, I wouldn't let you in either. What's wrong with the way I'm dressed? I'm no expert in fashion, but around here we wear a little more than a leather codpiece and arm bracers. Everyone was dressed like this the last time I was here. And when was that? Not long. A hundred years or so, give or take a decade. Things have changed a bit since then. He still shouldn't have kept me out. You shouldn't have punched him. He shouldn't have punched me back. From the look of that black eye, I'd say you'd paid for that one. I'll mark it off your list. Thank you. Next, we have a complaint from the Cloven Hoof that you refused to pay your tab. A friend said he was buying. Says here you kept drinking two hours after he left. I didn't notice he was gone. For two hours? He's easy to miss. You owe them 20 silver. I'm surprised you could walk after drinking so much. I am mighty, remember? <laughs> right. So after you mightily ran away from the Cloven Hoof, you then started in on the destruction of property. That roof was not safe. It was perfectly safe as long as a seven-foot behemoth wasn't jumping onto it. I wouldn't have had to jump on it if I weren't being chased around by the constabulary. And I suppose the table you landed on was our fault, too? I'm glad you're starting to see things my way. So the last complaint I have is indecent exposure. I'll grant you exposure. Indecent? That's open for interpretation, isn't it? Look, buddy, I realize that you're some kind of special creature where you come from, but we get all kinds here in Balachul. I got some tar on me when I fell off the roof. I needed to wash it off. And you chose... Let me see. The central fountain to do that? I didn't have anywhere else. People use that for their drinking water, you know. Do they? That's great. I've had people fight each other over the right to drink water I've bathed in. So maybe don't let that get out. You're a very strange person. The strangest. <clears throat> Sir, there's someone here to bail out Mr. DeMarty. The Mighty. It's a title, not a surname. Do you have friends in town? Uh, oh, right. Yes, the priestess of Dolora and a, a dwarven woman. Yes. Excellent. Exactly who I was looking for. You see, my plan worked out perfectly. This was your plan? Absolutely. So it looks like this orb traps souls and then uses them to power something, though I can't figure out what, and I can't figure out how to get the souls out. I can tell they're still in there. What are your secrets, little orb? Share them with me. You won't get far talking to that orb. Who are you? How did you get in here? The orbs have more uses than just storing souls. I can travel between them whenever I want. How do I free the soul trapped inside here? You're the type who had your smart friends give you the answers to tests in school, aren't you? No. You didn't think to write the answer on the bottom of your shoe? And then pretend to drop your pencil in the middle of the exam so you can peek? What are you talking about? Uh, I suppose not. You priestesses tend to be sort of uptight about that sort of thing. I'm going to ask you to state your business right now. Impatient, aren't we? Fine. Fine. My name is Vex. I'm an imp, though you probably figured that out already. It was the wings, right? They always give me away. 
I am two breaths away from banishing you, Imp. Oh, but you won't. Because I know something about these orbs, and you're far too curious. Then say your piece. I don't have all day. Fine. Fine. I already told you that the orbs do more than trap souls. Take this one, for example. And don't worry, I won't trap your soul in here. I wasn't worried. How do I get the soul out of this orb? That's what I'm getting to. This orb stores information. There's more in this one orb than in half your archives. How is that possible? Uh Aha. Now I've got your interest. Here, catch. Wait! How does it work? Just look into it. That's it. What? Oh. Oh. Perfect. In this episode of Venix the Mighty, Venix was played by Tim Higgins. Bronwyn was played by Mary Mascari. Myrtle was played by Jenny Higgins. Leon Thorne was played by Rowan Bristol. Winifred was played by Vanessa McKinney. Vex was played by Ron Scott Fry. Petrin was played by Ansel Birch. Otavera was played by Aaron Crowley. And Norvin was played by Brian Higgins. It was edited by Jenny Higgins. Special thanks to Arnie Parrott for our theme song. Venix the Mighty was written and directed by Mary Mascari and produced by Jenny Higgins and Mary Mascari. 